It's the Locked On NFL Podcast, the Friday edition. We're talking about James Bradbury and are the Eagles making real moves to win the NFC East. I'm Chris Carter here with Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans. Let's get into it. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On NFL Podcast, the Friday edition. Your boy Q is on vacation. He's chilling in Hawaii right now. So me, Chris Carter, host of Locked On Steelers, and also one of the Friday hosts here, is bringing you a man who was just on this show just yesterday, Tyler Rowland himself, host of Locked On Titans, and host, co-host of the Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Tyler, how you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, it is a full-on tie takeover the last two <laughs> weeks. I was on Thursday and Friday, two Woo! weeks in a row. Before you know it, folks, it'll be me five days a week. All jokes aside, thanks for having me on. Definitely do appreciate it. Excited to talk some football. Same here, same here, Ty. Let's talk some football, and let's talk about what the, a move that the Eagles made this week that I think a lot of teams were looking at once this guy was let go by the Giants, and it was James Bradbury, the cornerback. People were wondering mm-hmm. who could afford him, what would be his price. His 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 salary cap hit for the Giants was going to be more than $20 million, so they had to let him go. The Eagles scoop him up for the, for the low, low price of $10 million for a single year. Now, that's not low, low, but it's a decent price for a starting cornerback, yeah. especially when they've already got Darius Slay. And now you're in a situation where if you listened to all of our, our show, like the, the live show that Locked On NFL did throughout the NFL draft, our whole crew was saying the Eagles were, were already going to run the NFC East. But now you have a really strong one-two punch at the cornerback position. You got mm-hmm. Jordan Davis into the fold. I know I, I know this is going to hurt you when I say this, Ty, so I'm just pra- praising you for They went and got A.J. Brown. That's a, that, I that know, hurt. what a move. Yeah, that's a hurt piece for, for the Titans, but a big move for the mm-hmm. Eagles. Jalen Hurts still has Miles Sanders to work with. They have a really good mix of weapons. They re- they've got a really good mix on defense. I like the moves that the Eagles have made here. And now it's starting to ask the question, are are they really the favorites for the NFC East? Because everyone's still looking at the Cowboys, like they're going to make the big moves. Michael Parsons coming up and everything. But, man, mm-hmm. that one-two cornerback punch, that's a real deal. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the Eagles, I think that they absolutely could be considered the favorite in the NFC East right now. You talked about all the additions they made, you know, Jordan Davis in the middle in the draft, A.J. Brown, sadly, pour one out for the the team I cover, the Tennessee Titans. What a terrible, terrible trade, Uh, a fleece job, really, by Howie Roseman. But, uh, you know, you add A.J. Brown, you add Jordan Davis, now you add James Bradbury to Darius Slay, and not only that, but two other guys that they added in here, N'Kobe Dean, who dropped yeah. all the way back. I think right now N'Kobe Dean is a great value if you're looking at defensive rookie of the year future bets because uh, mm. he's a guy, he's saying, I'm going to play. He's going to have a chip on his shoulder. I think he's going to have the ability to play over uh, TJ Edwards in Philly. So I think N'Kobe Dean will be, a, you know, everybody's worried about his long-term health. Well, his long-term health isn't going to impact his rookie season. So right. I think that N'Kobe Dean could be one of the best defensive rookies uh, right away, immediately for Philly. And another name that I really like is Hassan Reddick, who's oh, been oh, really yeah. good getting to the quarterback, oh, 
two years in a row. I think Philly needed to boost their pass rush a little bit in their D-line. They did that with Jordan Davis and with Hassan Reddick. They needed some help at off-ball linebacker. They uh, got N'Kobe Dean. They needed another wide receiver, a physical wide receiver, to go with the speedster and the slight uh, Devonta Smith. They get that in A.J. Brown. And they needed to fix their cornerback room. That's been one of the biggest deficiencies for the for the Eagles for multiple years. And now you go out and get Darius Slay last year. You add James Bradbury this year to go along with the safety unit of Kevon Wallace and Anthony yes. Harris and Avante Maddox in the slot. I mean, I think that Philly has really addressed every need that they have. And now it's all about can Jalen Hurts get the job done? And if Jalen Hurts can be a good quarterback, I think you might be looking at the favorite in the NFC East. They've done enough uh, personnel-wise. Now, this is interesting to me because the people, a lot of people are saying that, oh, all the pressure's on Jalen Hurts now. He's going to be in trouble. He better, he better do so. this year. But here's my thing is that if, if I look at Jalen Hurts' career, that guy made a whole career – behind rising up in big moments in college football. I mean, this was a guy who had yeah. a spot taken from him at Alabama. And then mm-hmm. when his when his when the guy who took his spot got hurt, he stepped in and won them the SEC and got them to the national championship game. Then he went to Oklahoma, all the pressure on him and say, hey man, you aren't a real deal. You were you were the backup. You shouldn't be right. out here. Those six touchdowns in his first appearance with Oklahoma and leads them. And even in the playoff game that they got beat up in, he was the guy that was pushing them forward. Yep. I, I think Jalen Hurts is built for the big time. And this has been my my thing about him. I think he's always needed to be in a good situation. I don't think he's a guy that can right. that can kind of lit that can carry a whole franchise by himself. But if you put him with a good running back, a good tight end, good wide receivers, a decent offensive line, and a defense that's that's one of the better groups, maybe not the best, but one of the better groups right. in the NFL, I think he could be your warrior to get you some serious W's and get you into the get you into the playoffs and maybe even through the playoffs if you're the Eagles. Yeah, I think that I think that you know recently we've seen some quarterbacks that uh, I think that Daniel Jeremiah Bucky Brooks have a, have a really good uh, I guess analogy here. It's trucks and trailers. Uh, another one that's get used a lot is bus drivers. I don't know if Jalen Hurts is a bus driver or a truck, but I think <laughs> that I think that the Eagles have done a really good job of putting talent around him at all the places you need talent. In the NFL, either you have an elite quarterback that gives you a larger margin for error at O-line, play calling, defense, and weapons, or like a Patrick Mahomes, like an Aaron Rodgers, like a Josh Allen, or you try to have an elite everything around a guy and have a quarterback who just doesn't blow it, like a lot of teams like the Kirk Cousins, the Ryan Tannehills, the Derek Carrs, the Andy Daltons of the world. So I think there are two different ways to, to really do this. And I think Philly has assembled a good enough cast around Jalen Hurts hmm. to put a, a Super Bowl team together without having one of those elite, elite quarterbacks. I think they've done a good enough job the other places to, to give themselves a chance at least to compete for a title in 2022. We will see if that's the case, but we will come. We want to come back. Tyler has a secret for me. He told Sleeper! Me- he gave me a sleeper of a division winner that I may not be thinking of. So he didn't tell me who it was, but I'm going to be interested to see who it is in just a second here. So we're going to talk about that here on the Locked On NFL podcast. But first, we got to talk to you guys about BetOnline.net. Now, y'all know about BetOnline. It's the number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, and even the NBA playoffs, which the conference finals are going right now. The Stanley Cup yep. playoffs, which are now well into the second mm-hmm. round, and all 
of Major League Baseball. There's so much action going on right now, so get all your information at betonline.net, your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action when you visit BetOnline, where the game starts. Back here in the Locked On NFL Podcast, I'm Chris Carr, he's Tyler Allen, and we are talking about a secret NFL division winner. Now, I just talked about the Eagles, and I I, I think that they're a team that they're not a secret. They're a team that people are like, hmm, they could be. But Tyler, you gave me uh, that you said that you had a surprise for me, and so I'm very intrigued to see what division you go with, what team you go with here. Who is this? Who is the sleeper that I'm not paying enough attention to? So obviously, we started off talking about the Eagles and how they could potentially be the favorites in the okay. NFC East. So you look at the NFC East as a team, or as a division. You got the Eagles, who we just talked up and everything, blah, blah, blah. But maybe Jalen Hurts isn't that guy. Maybe he's not good enough to get the job done. Who knows? I'm not saying one way or another what I think. I'm just saying, who knows? And I don't think that the Washington Commanders are anything special, personally. I don't don't believe in Carson Wentz. I don't trust Carson Wentz. And I think that... Uh, if enough of your relationships haven't worked out over and over, maybe it's time to look in the mirror, Carson Wentz. So <laughs> uh, Washington, I think it's just asinine that they put themselves in that position. I think they would have been much better off doing like what the Steelers did and giving a one-year deal to Trubisky and drafting a quarterback higher in the draft. I think that would have been a much better move than going out and get Carson Wentz. But either way, my point is, I don't believe in the Washington Commanders, so I don't think that they can win the division. The Eagles, yeah. There's a little-known team. I know we don't talk about this team very often, but the Cowboys are in the (laughs) NFC. They're an NFL team. If you've heard of them from Dallas, Texas, um, little-known, small family organization. Nobody knows today. But, yeah, right. But, anyway, so here I am. Dallas got worse on the offensive line. They got worse in the weapons department without Amari Cooper. Uh, I think Dallas's defensive line got worse with the losses that they had there. So Dallas, in my opinion, is worse. Philadelphia, yeah, they're good. But, like I said, if Jalen Hurts isn't the guy. You haven't said one team. but the, I uh, don't believe in Carson no. Wentz in Washington. Don't, As don't I teased on yesterday's show, I think there's a great chance don't that the me. New York football giants <laughs> could rise from the here. ashes to win you, the NFC East. What okay, are you thinking? Hear me out. Hear me out. All right, I'm listening. Number one, I think they they have a good uh, a good roster. Okay, they have Andrew Thomas. Now they add Evan Neal. They got their book in tackles, so I think there's some talent there. Okay. Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony, Sterling Shepard, Saquon okay. Barkley. If they okay. happen to stay healthy, which I know is the long shot, but if they stay healthy, I think they have one of the better set of weapons and offensive skill position players in the league as well. Daniel Jones, while being a literal turnover machine. Literally a turnover machine, and I res- I respect that critique. We have seen flashes of Daniel Jones playing very, very good football. He has some physical talents that other quarterbacks in the league simply don't have. And uh-huh. my final point is, well, I want to say the defense. They got Leonard Williams. They got Kayvon Thibodeau added to the mix now. Okay? I, like, I like some of those pieces. With the cherry on top being Brian Dable as the new head coach and and offensive mastermind, and Wink Martindale, the blitz-heavy 
Scheme diverse defensive coordinator coming over from Baltimore. I think the New York Giants will have better coaching than they've had in half of a decade. And I think they have the talent on the roster that's good enough to win a division that's not that great. The New York football Giants are a major sleeper dwelling oh in the Big Apple. My goodness. You, you are lucky I don't have a hat. I'm, I'm going to wear a towel. You, sir, you are capping, man. I'm putting this on like it's a hat because you are capping right here. There's no <laughs> way. There's no way that the New York football Giants win the NFC East. And I'm putting this towel on my head because if All they right. do win the NFC East, I want to look stupid for when they do. Yep. And you can point back to this video yep. and be like, that guy was an idiot. And I would, I'll right take here. that moniker. But I'm telling you right now, you're capping, sir. There's no way. There's no <laughs> way that the, that the New York football Giants – outdo either the, the the Philadelphia Eagles or the Dallas Cowboys. I can see them beating the, beating the commanders. I don't believe in them neither. Their, their organization's a mess. Carson Wentz is a mess. I'm right, fine with right. Hey, just, every year, every year, there's teams that people don't expect that make a rise. And all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, it, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to make some soup. I'm trying to make some loaded potato soup right now with this Giants talk. And all I know is, I need to make loaded baked potato soup, and I look at the Giants, and I see some good potatoes. I see some nice bacon. I see some green onion. I see the pieces, all right? I see some chicken stock. I'm just saying the pieces are there. I don't know if the meal gets made, but the groceries are available to make the meal needed to win the NFC East. Now, now I feel you there because they do got the meat and the playmakers. They do got they do yes. got the they, they do they do got the veggies on defense to keep you yes. healthy. And keep, yeah, but here's yes. the problem: you need good seasoning. You need good stew. You need the flavor to make it happen. And Daniel I Jones is your flavor. You just took beef stew and like poured what's something really bad? Like you you, you poured the worst <laughs> flavor imaginable. You put, you put like all vinegar into your. Yeah, it's a vinegar base. Daniel Jones as your quarterback. That's what. That, that's what. That's my only. And his, I. His I understand. When you, when you went position by position, I was like, okay, yeah, offensive tackles, okay, wide receivers, oh, running back. That's a, that's a good thing. Defensive playmaker. When you said Daniel Jones and said, I know he's a turnover team, but that's why I just stared to the camera because I was just like, I know. no, sir. Like I know too much, but I hear you that there are times you can win in spite of your quarterback and. The NFC East is known to be a turbulent division where there's yes. always a new winner and there's always something going on and there's never the same thing. And so I could totally see, I could totally see the Eagles winning it. I could see the Cowboys competing, but I also I don't I think the Cowboys are in for a bit of a fall. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I think that this is a year where yes. they are they're they're, they're not as good as they were last year. There's Agreed. no way around it. And and that's what I, that's what I think they're in for a bit of a fall. And a lot mm-hmm. of people are looking at the Eagles as the team that's going to take advantage of that. But if the Giants were, sir, I want it to be known that you were the first to say this because I've never heard a national person, maybe local people. You know, Patricia might be saying this over on Locked On Giants. She might she might be calling right riding that horse. But you have no reason to pick the Giants other than the fact that you just seeing this from your bird's eye view from Nashville, Tennessee. I just have a feeling, you know, I, it's the force. You know what I it's mean? It's the force. The, 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 the Giants will win the NFC East. So, yeah, yeah, that's how I'm feeling. I don't know. I can feel it in my blood, all right? It's just a feeling that I have. It's intuition, and you, you can't fight it. You can't fight it. Just let it take over, okay? Please, please don't make me clap too hard, because when you have COVID, 
you laugh and you cough at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Playing through the pain. Look at you. <laughs> oh, that was too funny. All right. So that's an interesting topic. Those were fun topics, but we do have to get to some news in a little bit here because we yes. talked about this on the show earlier. This James, James Rapine of, uh, of Locked On Bengals, who does the show in the middle of the week, he addressed this with Deshaun Watson. But there's been some other stuff we want to get to on Deshaun Watson in just a minute here on the Locked On NFL podcast. But first, before we do that, we got to talk to you guys about Built Bar, not just Built Bar, the Built Puffs and the brownie batter built puffs. I love brownies. I don't know about y'all, but you know what I love more? The batter that comes from the brownies. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll just eat half the batter when it's sitting there after I've made my brownies. I like I like my stuff double chocolatey, triple chocolatey. I'll take that all day. I can lick the brownie spatula clean if you ask me enough. So <laughs> what did Built Bar do? They said, hey, let's take our puffs, the first ever protein-infused marshmallows, and make it brownie batter flavored. And it's amazing. If you haven't tried them yet, these built puffs are amazing. They're covered in chocolate, just like just like most built bars, and they got that easier marshmallow inside, so that they're easier to chew and they're amazing. And these brownie built puffs are only 140 calories, while packing 17 grams of protein and only seven grams of sugar. Imagine eating all that brownie batter, but only getting seven grams of sugar and only 140 calories. It's a steal of an option, especially as we're approaching summer and you want to be able to eat things that taste great while also keeping your calories down and keeping yourself moving forward. So go to built.com right now, look up those brownie batter puffs on their website. And when you do, you can have them delivered right to your door by using the promo code locked 15. That's L O C K E D one five locked 15. You get 15% off your next order of built bars or built puffs. When you visit built.com. All right, back here in the Locked On NFL Podcast. It's the Friday edition with Chris Carter and Tyler Rowland. We are talking all things NFL, and we've addressed the NFC East. Uh, Tyler wowed me with his New York football Giants prediction to win the NFC East. That's fine. But we got to talk about Deshaun Watson. And I know that we talked about this earlier in the week, but there were some new tweets that popped up from Josina Anderson, who has been very close to the situation and a lot of the things that have been going going on around Cleveland. So... Tyler, can you enlighten our our viewers about some of the tweets involving just sources she's talked to that are giving inclinations into how long this suspension might actually be? Yeah, she's well, really, it's about the process of when the suspension will even be announced. And that's a lot of what the conversation has been about. So I want to start going back to May 16th, when Albert Breer from Sports Illustrated said, uh, talking about the investigation into Deshaun Watson, he said, in such investigations, the NFL usually talks to the player last. So this is likely an indication the league is wrapping things up. Next question would be whether or not they make a ruling before there's a resolution on the 22 civil cases. So that's what's really important here. That's kind of the, the new update. Would the NFL actually give their determination and their ruling on what to do with Deshaun Watson before those civil cases are even complete? Because, you know, obviously I'm not a lawyer. So uh, how this all shakes out, that can only be determined by the people involved. But I think it is a bit of a risky move to suspend Deshaun Watson before those civil cases are resolved. Because you got to think, regardless of what you think about the situation, if Deshaun Watson isn't, 
I guess, charged, not charged isn't the right word, see, I'm not a lawyer, but if Deshaun Watson isn't proven wrong in the civil cases and has to pay that money, then he could go to the NFL and say, hey, no criminal charges. I didn't have to, I didn't lose my civil cases at all. Why am I suspended? What did I do? It's, you know, every legitimate source has not proved me of any wrongdoing. So the NFL may be putting themselves in a murky position, but Josina talked about that more uh, on on Wednesday or on Thursday. She said, uh, a leaked source on if the NFL will discipline for the 2022 season with the civil cases unresolved. So will they punish Watson without those resolved? And she referred to Antonio Brown's eight-game suspension in 2020 for mm-hmm. violating unrelated to Brown's pending civil dispute. Uh, at an example, as of an initial ruling and a warning delivered that more could come later. So the answer, I guess, with precedent in any of these kind of legal situations, it's all about precedent. Precedent shows that the NFL will, in fact, suspend before cases are resolved with the ability to punish more later based on the resolution of those cases. So uh, Josina went on and said some more stuff regarding the future of the situation in Cleveland. The word I keep hearing over and over again is precedent, which is something that I just mentioned. You look at every single case that touched those areas in the personal conduct policy on sexual misconduct, that precedent is either the floor or the minimum. And I thought this was very interesting as well. She talked about Trevor Bauer, who's a major league baseball pitcher. This is the one to me. Yeah. And, and this is a, a good comparison, quite frankly. Trevor Bauer wasn't really proven of any wrongdoing, per se, criminally. Uh, but you know, I'll let people make their own conclusions if you look into the Trevor Bauer case before I get on my soapbox. But mm. here's what Josina said she heard from an NFL source in regards to Trevor Bauer and how this impacts Deshaun Watson. Look at what baseball did. And they suspended Trevor Bauer for, I believe, two years Yes, is uh, what they did. Uh, if people don't think that's on people's radar, then public opinion matters. You think the NFL wants to be the organization that says sexual misconduct against women means more to one league than the other? Think about it. That right there. Uh, I think that's damning. Uh, obviously, you got a lot to say about the situation, but I, I'm with her there. The NFL can't look like they're dragging behind the MLB. And this, this is to me, and, and I, you, you say you're not a lawyer. I, I graduated law school. Let me That's, tell you I something. I thought so. That's why I was let, <laughs> I was just stating that I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. But you, sir, go ahead. Let me, let me tell you, first of all, the NFL can make up whatever rules they want. Like like any, any person who thinks that they, oh, the law of this, the law of that, the NFL's got its own rules. And they've shown time and time again, they will make the call on a punishment or whatever they whatever they want to do in certain situations and you are right the precedent is there for the floor the floor and the ceiling of this and i think that there's a there's a chance that the the public opinion is the thing that matters remember ray rice got two games initially because they thought that this would blow under the rug wow. and then when the when the video got out there and they didn't realize how bad it was going to get they they ended the man's career it, it was it was the done deal because they it wasn't about policy it was about Oh man, this is making us look really bad. So now mm. we have to counteract and and spin that out. Spin that out. This isn't about law. This isn't about rules. This is about snap. Is this going to mess up our money? That's what this yep. is all going to come down to. And yep. this and, and I truly think that that Trevor Bauer ruling when Joe Cena tweeted out that source, I don't think that was just some janitor that works on an NFL team spitting. No, in the I think that was a, a person in the front office, someone who who legitimately yep. thought, yo, like. 
this is a very bad public image for the NFL. If, uh-huh. Maybe not two years, but some significant punishment for Deshaun Watson for the similar type of things here. And But here, here's also the question here. Trevor Bauer, to at least in my opinion, is it to Major League Baseball what, what Deshaun Watson was looking like he could have been for the NFL? Right. And the NFL is about their money makers. They're about their superstars. They know what that talent's yep. there. And Deshaun Watson is a young superstar quarterback who was on the rise, has the situation pop up, and everything's been going on. And they want to get that man on the field because if he's on the field for the Cleveland Browns this year, it makes it it turns a lot more eyes to the television. It gets those ratings up, which means it, it gives them even more chance to make money off of mm-hmm. their advertisers and everything else. This is a tough dilemma. But I do think that the NFL is, is backed into a corner here to make a tough decision that either one way or the other, you're going to make a lot of people in public in the court of public opinion yep. mad, or you're going to make a lot of uh, you're going to make a, a, a lot of uh, Browns fans mad who want to see Deshaun, Deshaun Watson get on the field. Yeah. And the number one Browns fan that you're going to make mad is uh, the owner, uh, the billionaire that's your boss. Big, yep. Technically, you know, I want to point to one other tweet, and it's uh, another one that Joe uh, Josina tweeted out, and it Mm -hmm. came from Deshaun Watson's agent, uh, David uh, David uh, Mulageta, I believe is how you say it. Uh, Mm -hmm. If not, my apologies to him. Uh, But says uh, the quote came from Deshaun's agent. It says, "We are fully confident that the facts will continue to show that Deshaun Watson did not violate any parts of the NFL conduct policy." And I got to tell you, Chris, that. All you got to do is look at just certain individual cases. There is a proven in-court case where one of the people who gave Deshaun Watson a massage cried during the massage at the end, and then Deshaun texted the woman and asked her if if she was okay and even said that he was sorry if he made her feel uncomfortable. I'm sorry, but that's enough for me right there to prove that there was misconduct. And that and that proves that he went against the personal player conduct policy. I don't. I, I'm just. You're right. And as I mentioned earlier, maybe things you can't prove everything, but it's just obvious that there was some wrongdoing here. And I don't know if you can punish that, but I think the NFL has the loopholes, and like you said, they can get away what they want. I personally think it's an eight game suspension that gets appealed down to six. And the reason I say that is because, like you said, they don't want to lose the the battle uh, the public eye and the court of public opinion. But at the same time, there is a Monday night football game between the Browns and the Bengals in week eight. And call me, um, I guess, pessimistic uh, or nihilistic, whatever you want. But like you said, the NFL is about their money. And there's no way that Deshaun Watson versus Joe Burrow in week eight on Monday night football ain't happening. So they'll give them eight. They'll give them eight knowing that they'll take it down to six after appeal. Uh, you know, the, the, I, it's tough to argue with that reasoning there. And again, neither Tyler nor I are saying that that is the right thing that's going on there. We're just, just telling will. you, this is what the NFL usually does. You know, unless they are that spooked that they say, listen, we're Sean Browns. We're so sorry, but no criminal it, charges to me. That's what keeps them out of it. There's yeah. no, if, they, if there were still pending criminal charges, then the NFL would be more scared of the public backlash. But without the criminal charges, there, there's enough people out there saying he didn't do anything wrong that are defending him that I think they can get away with eight appealed to six. And here's the other here's the other part of this, too, is that the Deshaun Watson's camp has maintained his innocence since they this have. whole thing started. They've said, they we want to go to court. We want you to bring out anything you got. We will yep. take on whatever evidence you say because he did not do these things that you are accusing him of doing. And 
they have maintained that stance from day one. And they however have. you feel about the situation, that has been their approach. And I think that that has worked to their benefit because, like you said, the criminal charges ain't there. They've maintained he did not do these things you've alleged him of doing, so you can't do that. Now, here's the problem is that, like, and like you said, you got the, 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 the testimony, the text messages that are mm -hmm. there. You have 22 accusations. That, yeah, you know, that's enough. That, that, that that's a lot to stack up to stack up against anybody. So, again, mm -hmm. this, this comes back down to me about when you look at Trevor Bauer, does the NFL look across the way and say, man, if we come behind the Major League Baseball here – does this hurt our brand so much? Because the NFL, they're not, they're not gonna like this kind of a blow like that, I don't think would crush the NFL, but it would they know that too. Work. They, they, they know, know that, that too, though. Right. But it would it, it could have the potential if it got to Ray Rice levels and they didn't do anything about it afterwards, that it could stunt the growth that they have been on for the past few years. It could say, you know what, if we don't want to, we don't want another blow up situation you know to, to, to happen that makes right. you know our, our women fans which make up a big base of the nfl yeah. fan base what, what people don't understand is a lot of women watch and and, yeah. and pay money for the nfl absolutely so which is important you don't want to alienate that fan base nor the people right. that support that support women and 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 are very concerned about domestic violence uh, you know sexual abuse those types of issues so for me this this is a situation where the NFL is counting its, its pocketbooks, and they're going to try and weigh every scenario. How can we win this in the court of public opinion? How can we spin this so that we were responsible, but we also got our guy on the field? Because like you said, Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow, you, you want that AFC North to be lit up because of Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson. You, you, yep. you, you, you want they to want see those matchups. It's, it's going to be huge. And again, it's at the end of the day, you can have your own personal feelings on it, but without those criminal charges, if he is winning those civil cases, what the documents say, they're going to have a hard time punishing him incredibly significantly. They're just going to have a hard time doing it. And that's why I think they give him eight or ten and it gets appealed to six. And it's one of those murky things where he may be like a weirdo. You know, I think that's fair with the, all the information we know. But how much can you punish that? I think they're in a tough spot. And that's why I think he only ends up getting about six games. We will see how this plays out. It's going to be a wild saga as we see this continue. I'm sure this won't be the last time we talk about this on the Locked On NFL podcast, but stay tuned. we got a lot more coming your way as the weeks roll on. We thank you for chilling with us on a Friday here. We know, shout out to our boy, your boy Q. Y'all know Q. He's out my there boy somewhere. Q. My boy Q. He's the man. He's the man. You always got to love Q. He's out there chilling. He's getting some much deserved vacation time. We hope to have him back mm -hmm. on the show next Friday when all when he's back in the states and or he is in the states. Excuse me, but he's back to the mainland uh, and uh, and having some good time. Ty, it's been so great doing the show with you. We don't do this enough. Mm -hmm. We whenever we do, it's great. Let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yeah, Locked on Titans, Monday through Friday, your team every day, at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter for all my crazy hot takes like the Giants win in the NFC East. <laughs> there you go. You can get all that right there at Tic Tac Titans. I'm Chris Carter, host of Locked on Steelers, just like Ty is host of Locked on Titans. And you can get both of our shows, just like you get this show, on Apple, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on Odyssey, and of course on YouTube. If you watch this video or any of our videos, hit the like button on the video just to, to let us know that you enjoyed it. Hit the subscribe button to our YouTube channels to get all of our daily Monday through Friday episodes, as well as our breaking news updates and any bonus episodes that we release. I'm Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter 
cheeks. Read my work at Steelers now and check us out just like you check all of us out here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks again. Have a great weekend. The show will be back on Monday, breaking more things down in the NFL here on the Locked On NFL Podcast.